baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 97.1 FM Talk. On Demand Audio. Whiskey River, take my mind. Don't let a memory talk to me. Hey, we got a classic going there, Bo Matthews. What do you think about that? <laughs> oh, it's like, it, it's so good, I almost need a cigarette after it's over. Uh, I'm telling oh, you yeah. what. Hey, Little Willie. Second Amendment Radio in the uh, great outdoors. I won't ask you what kind of cigarette that would be since Willie's involved. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> well played. <laughs> yeah, no, thank you. Hey, by the way, I, I told you about this uh, last segment. I had to look up what a capybara was after I read this story, and then then I I, I had to educate myself a little bit. So I don't know how common uh, it is for people to, to really know what we're talking about here. But we do have Jared Cloth on the phone with us now here on Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. He is a bow fisherman, and he was down on the St. Mary's River recently when he encountered a capybara. Hey, Jared, welcome to the show. Great to have you on, my friend. How are you? Oh, I can't complain. Never better. No, that's good. That's good. So you have to, you, I, I have to ask, first of all, before we get into the details of, of what you ended up harvesting when you were bow fishing, had you ever seen one of these before? Maybe when I was a kid at the zoo, and uh, when I first seen it, I actually thought it was like a Nutra from down south that might have hitched a ride on a barge, but <laughs> I was obviously wrong on that. It's a little bit bigger than that. Wow. So, maybe, than that. Yeah, no kidding. So kind of set this up for us. So what are you normally bow fishing for when you're out on the uh, St. Mary's River? Uh, usually it's just Asian carp, gar, just trash fish. But uh, that evening I was actually out trying to catch some bait for a trout line. I hadn't run one in years, and I was going to do it that night. and I didn't get around to it, needless to say. I, I, I now, guess we, not. <laughs> we need to describe this, and I want to spell it out if you, anybody wants to Google this while the show's going on and we're talking to uh, Jared here. It's C-A-P-Y-B-A-R-A-S. Uh, think giant rodent. Uh, it's a close relative of guinea pigs. And they are found much of northern and central South America. How the heck did this thing get in our area? Or they are they common? No, they are not common at all. They say there's actually some in Florida, a wild population, but it's believed that this one probably got loose from captivity somewhere. But nobody's oh. come forward and said where. Wow! Wow! Are they, are they legal to have in Missouri or Illinois? Uh, I don't think they're legal to have in Illinois, but I know there are some in Missouri. Interesting. Interesting. So, so Jared, you were out bow fishing. Um, w- w- I assume it was still daylight. You do this in the daylight, correct? Yeah, it was 5.30 when I shot it. Okay. And you're you're on a boat? <laughs> yep. I was out there just trying to shoot some fish for a trout line, and I seen it swimming way down the river, and I thought it was a beaver. I didn't think nothing of it at first, but it just kept coming, and when it got closer, 
everything changed. <laughs> uh, every, so, so at the moment, everything changed. Tell me what's going through your mind because you're looking at something in the water that you that I'm assuming, if unless you saw it at the zoo years ago, you'd never seen before. What what were you thinking at that point? Well, I knew it wasn't supposed to be there from the get go. Like once it got up there, you know, for a second I thought it might have been a hog because it. There are some in southern Illinois, and I thought maybe, but then it crawled up on the bank next to me, and I didn't know what that thing was. And then right off the bat, I, I called Ralph Seavers, our local game warden, and, and said, hey, what should I do? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I ended up taking the, taking it. After you talked to the game warden, is that you, you waited to talk I'm to him? Losing. Do what? Oh, I said you, you actually waited to shoot it before you talked to the game warden. Well, I called him and he didn't answer. And oh, when I was thinking there's a neutral at this time, and I was like, that is the last thing we want started up here because them invasive species. I don't know if anybody's ever been hit in the face with Asian carp, but they're never fun. The invasive species are just a problem. So I went ahead and shot it, and he called me back right away, and he's like, yeah, go ahead and kill it. He said, we don't want them here. And I said, good, because I killed it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay, so your first thought when it was swimming, you thought it was a beaver. But this is actually, describe how big this is compared to a beaver and and what how big is this physically? It's about the size of an average doe. You know. Wow. About 80 pounds this one is. But they get up to 175. Dang. That's crazy. (laughs) So... So I, I watch a show called Alone, and a guy a guy was able to kill a beaver, and there was a lot of meat in the tail, which I did not know. Um, is is this something that you can find a recipe on Google for, or what did you do with it? Um, I actually got it processed the other day, and wow. the plan is to grill him up on Sunday. But how we're going to prepare it, we don't know. We figured we'd try it like a variety <laughs> pack. I heard it's kind of like pork, so... Oh, uh, we're just going to play with it and see what happens. At least you didn't say chicken. Yeah, I don't think it tastes like chicken. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, on the, on, on the serious side of this for a minute, I mean, obviously this made headlines because these things are not common or expected to be found in the St. Mary's River for sure. Um, the, the, but you've gotten a lot of negative feedback over your decision Oh, here. yeah. Yeah, there's there's plenty of haters on there. And it's what? kind of through some of them. Yeah, you know, but I mean, just describe what they were mad about. They didn't understand yeah. why you decided to harvest it, I guess. Well, people don't understand. And, you know, a lot of them are just people that don't get out and enjoy the outdoors and realize how much damage these invasive species do. You know, they're all across the country of all different types. But uh, the big one that hits us is, is the Asian carp. Right. When species that aren't supposed to be there, they don't have any natural predators, and they just wreak havoc and cause all kinds of trouble. The yeah, Jared Cloth. Uh, Jared is our our guest. He is uh, he he shot a, uh, a cap, capybara on the St. Mary's River. You know, you're talking about invasive species, and in the state of Missouri, we are seeing an invasion. Uh, certainly, in the southern part, and, and moving to the north is is wild hogs, and they are. I've seen pictures of the ground that they are tearing up. I mean, and they're tearing up farm fields. They're tearing up oh, people's yeah. livelihood and personal belongings and stuff, and they're and they're dangerous because those things run in swarms. Thank goodness this capybara didn't run in a swarm, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, it, you it was needed more bows. Right, yeah, you need well, more arrows. With thing, you. You know, I took it with my kids' youth bow, so it made it even more fun. 
Yo, yeah, I'll, I'll bet it did. Now, now, was it in the water? Was it back in the water by the time you were able to take it, or, or was it up on the bank? Or I mean, how is it acting? Are they aggressive? No, they're very passive, and they aren't scared of anything. Uh, it just sat there on the bank, I guess, waiting on me to move on. And when I after I stuck it, it, it tried to take off, but then I'm tethered to it because I'm using a bow fishing rig. And then the fight was on, oh. finally got in the water. It, it, it was a mess. Wow. And were you alone? I was all by myself. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, just the, the article that I read on Field and Stream says that they were deliberately brought from South America in 1889 for the fur trade because, you know, uh, beaver pelts are, are, you know, were a pricey thing or a popular thing back then. So I guess they were just trying to increase uh, the fur business uh, in the U.S., but that was a bad move, wouldn't you say? Uh, are you talking about the capybaras or are you talking about a Nutrirat? I'm talking about the, the, uh, it says the crittered similarly to Nutria. Oh, oh, you're right. Okay. The, sorry. The Nutria was brought here from South right. America. My bad. My bad. That's okay. Yeah. No, the Nutria, they're apparently a big problem. You see them on swamp people all the time. That's what they feed the alligators. <laughs> yeah. 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 You know, I, I wonder about that though. I mean, I, I looked at the picture of this thing. I don't know anybody would look at it and think that it was cute, but the <laughs> criticism seemed to be aimed at, well, why did you have to kill it? But my guess is if you found an alligator in the St. Mary's river where people boat and recreate all the time, uh, you, you'd face the same dilemma and people probably wouldn't be as concerned about that because an alligator can certainly cause uh, uh, physical damage to people and, and harm people right and the way i kind of see it is who wants a whole bunch of 90 pound rats running around <laughs> yeah that's true look at it. <laughs> that's a great point I, you know what mark i've been to new orleans and there's a famous uh, restaurant down there they have this huge outdoor patio and the only time i was on this patio i'm looking on the on the brick wall that surrounded this patio dining area and there were just rats just walking right along, just minding their own business. I was like, does anybody see this over here? This is a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, Jared, I, I, I'd be I'd be interested in knowing what uh, your meal tastes like on Sunday. But did it did it ever cross your mind that maybe you should get this thing mounted? Uh, we did tape it out, and the cape is at a taxidermist. Oh, good. Okay, good. So you, you are getting it mounted. It's too good a story not to. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it'll be a good conversation piece. <laughs> it's going to sit right next to the jackalope on your wall. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely been a wild ride, and I, I, I really can't believe how much it's blowed up and the stories that have come out and how far it's went. Well, uh, Jared, I tell you what, it's it's a great fish story, even though it's not a fish, and uh, I'm glad <laughs> you were able to share it with us here on Second Amendment Radio in the Great Outdoors. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, good luck, and uh, let us know if you get anything else out of the ordinary down there. <laughs> I will do. Like a shark. <laughs> yeah. a shark a sharks occasionally make it up this way. Hey, it's another weekend this weekend. We'll see what happens. All right. <laughs> that's uh, that's Jared Cloth. Jared, thank you for your time today. We appreciate that. Uh, who, thank you, guys. Yeah, you bet, man. That's great. Who knew? And he's getting it mounted. I, I would That would have been my first thought was, when am I ever going to see something like this again? Right, in you know the hemisphere. coolest part of the story for me, the the coolest part of the story for me is he had the game warden's number in his phone. Oh yeah, that's connections. You and you'd <laughs> want to know, right? Do you you we just want to be on the safe side? Is there any reason I shouldn't take this out? Yeah, absolutely.
And he got permission. Yes, exactly. Although after the fact. <laughs> well, I mean, he did the right thing for sure. Wow, what we what a show. We've had we've had a lot uh, for you today and um get out there and enjoy those great outdoors. Bo Matthews, thank you, my friend. Absolutely. Yep. Please share this uh, show. Uh, it's always a podcast at 97.1 FM Talk. Uh, share it with those that are uh, Second Amendment supporters or those who love the great outdoors, which everybody should enjoy. Absolutely. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you on the next edition of Second Amendment Radio and the Great Outdoors. See you, boys. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.